Hi, I'm Haiga, your host for Short Story Saturdays on A Writer's Life. I'm recording on the traditional, ancestral, and unceded territory of the Squamish Nation. Welcome, listeners, to another episode of Short Story Saturday on A Writer's Life. Today, I'm with author Del Lobo. Del Lobo lives on the Sunshine Coast and is a student at the Creative Writers Program at the University of Guelph. Her stories have appeared in Canadian Stories and an anthology titled Constellations. She has recently completed a full-length novel. Welcome, Del. Thanks. Do you remember your first day of school? And if so, what was that like for you? It was exciting because I wasn't, I was too young to be in grade one. I never went to kindergarten. It was a wonderful day. It was a homeschooling type school because I went to school in India. So I went to someone's home and there were just six of us. And I thought it was very special with my little slate and my chalk. <laughs> it was an exciting time. And your short story title is? The Mistake. I envied Maggie, and not just for her smooth skin, even teeth, and angelic features. At 30 years of age, she seemed so self-assured, and her sense of humor cracked me up. I also liked how devoted she was to her family. She didn't mind leaving her husband, Bill, home on many weekends while she drove a good two hours from Toronto to Trenton to attend her younger brother's soccer games. I thought she'd make a lovely mom, but she and Bill had been married for at least five years and I'd never heard her speak of having children. They were busy folk. Maggie worked for the Ministry of Children, Community and Social Services in downtown Toronto monitoring international and private adoption services in Ontario. Bill was an artist with a studio on the property who actually sold his art for thousands of dollars. They were opposites, but in their case, it was a fine example of opposites acting. Maggie shared some of her successful adoption stories during our morning jogs and also some of the unsuccessful ones. She never mentioned the names, so the code of confidentiality was not broken. And she embellished the story with her own brand of humor, and pretty soon she had me laughing myself silly. Like the story about the couple in their late 40s who adopted an eight-month-old baby from New Guinea. It's not usual for the commission to approve a couple of their age, she told me, but they seemed financially well off psychologically stable and had lots of family support. I hate to ask what happened, I said, bending at the waist and lunging to stretch my hamstrings before we started jogging again. Well, the child cried for five to six hours solid on their first few days after they brought him home, she said, squatting to retie her shoelaces. They were absolutely distraught, not to mention they were suffering from jet lag. Don't tell me they threw him off the balcony. I was always trying to match her humor, but this one came out badly. 
She looked at me sadly. No, she said. They called the office and asked what the process was for reversing the adoption. What were they thinking? It's like he was some cheap malfunctioning device they bought on Amazon. Mags took her job seriously, and despite the joking, I could tell she was so really upset about these people. Here I was about to break the biggest news of my life to her. Why don't we jog over to the Moonbeam Cafe, I said, hoping that a latte would cheer her up. She squealed so much when I told her my news that I was finally pregnant after trying for years and due to give birth at Christmas. I was glad that we had already put our lattes down on the table. There was such a glow of happiness on her face for me that I thought if I believed in naming a godmother for my child, she would be the one I would ask. Have you ever wanted children? I asked. I had my tubes tied after my third teen pregnancy, she said. And no, I wasn't slutty, just looking for love. My eyebrows shot up. I didn't know that. Yep, two abortions and one full-term delivery, she announced, as if she was rattling off a grocery list. My folks pressured me to give him up for adoption. I felt a pain in my chest. I couldn't imagine giving up a baby. I'm so sorry. Do you regret it? Nope, she said. I lucked in when I married Bill. I told him right off that I could never have children. Was he shocked? Well, he surprised me by saying he'd never wanted children anyway and that we were good. Life was full of ironies, I thought. Here I was so excited to conceive after a good four years of trying and an unfortunate miscarriage in between. My partner, thank goodness, had supported me every step of the way. And there was Max just fine about her decision. Well, considering the circumstances, I supposed. And imagine meeting a life partner who fits so nicely into the plan. Her phone beeped and she checked her text messages, smiling proudly. Good news, I asked. Oh, it's Sean bragging about the goals he scored at his practice game. How old is Sean now, I asked. He's turning 15 soon, she said, and closed her phone. Wow, that's a huge age difference between you two siblings, I said. A mistake? The words just spilled out of me. Mistake? Indignation was written over her face. Sean is no mistake. 